And we're back with more Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Twice a month, we bring you our series, What's That Building? Taking you through Chicago history by way of the pavilions, temples, sky rises, and other structures that you've passed on your drive or your walk and thought, what is that building? Well, today we travel through a collection of neighborhoods north of the city. We dig into the history behind Maine Township's Town Hall building. And as always, we are joined by Crane Chicago Business Residential Real Estate reporter, Dennis Rodkin. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Sasha. Set the scene for us, first off, Dennis. Where is Maine Township and what does that neighborhood look like? Well, if you picture O'Hare Airport and then go north and east from there, um, you're looking at places like Park Ridge, Des Plaines, Niles, all around in there. Those are parts of, and several other communities are parts of um, Maine Township, uh, developing rapidly in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. So you have a lot of um, subdivisions of, especially around this town hall, you have a lot of subdivisions of ranch houses. You have relatively conventional, which is not bad, buildings, ranch houses, flat-roofed apartment buildings, um, really what you expect of the 1950s suburban landscape. And there's also the town hall. So describe that building for us. Yeah, and so it stands out from all of that because everything else is is somewhat conventional. Um, and then there's this town hall, Maine Township's uh, administrative building, which has, when you see it from the street, it has this long angular roof with a series of saddles on top, which are triangular skylights. Uh, it's on both ends, on both its east and west ends, the roof sort of projects out beyond the building in a, in a sharp angular way. And then when you come to those, the front, uh, either front, the east or the west, mm -hmm. there are these um, plaques, giant plaques made of copper that are extruded with what you think, if you think of veins popping out on your hand, it oh. looks like that in the copper. Uh, so it's a very unusual, very super modern for the 1950s building. Very interesting. So what's it like on the inside? Exactly as you would expect from the outside. I mean, you, when you see the outside, you, you imagine when you go inside, you're going to be wowed, and you are. So there, I mentioned those skylights. There are also on both ends of the building, there, those copper panels are below very high windows that reach up into the peak of the roof. So then when you go inside, there is so much light coming in, both from above those skylights and from the ends, that it really feels almost as if you're outside. Mm -hmm. You have so much light above and, and sort of coming around. There are these giant pendant lights that were designed, uh, that were are from the original building. It really feels as if you're, it, it's not clear. Are you inside? Are you outside? It's so bright. Yeah, so cool. I'm, I'm looking at your photos here. And, and this is the handiwork of a world-famous architect's oldest son, right? Yeah, who himself was sort of a nationally or a, or a California famous architect. Frank Lloyd Wright is the father. His son, Frank Lloyd Wright Jr., known as Lloyd Wright, was an architect in California, primarily Los Angeles, designed dozens of homes and other buildings out there. He's the reason the um, Hollywood Bowl has that sort of concentric shell shape, if people can picture that. The current one was not designed by him, but uh, he created that shape for an earlier version. Lots of houses for people like Claudette Colbert, the star of It Happened One Night, and also a chapel, a very famous chapel on a bluff overlooking the Pacific Ocean oh, cool. called the Wayfarer's Chapel, which 
like this building we're talking about in Park Ridge, blends the indoors and outdoors. It's it's nearly all glass, this chapel. It's, again, it's called the Wayfarer's Chapel. And when you're in it, you feel as if you're out in a forest, though you are actually enclosed in glass. Wow. And as we know, architecture runs in that family. So I, I love that in the piece, you were very careful to make the distinction between all the rights. <laughs> all, not only all the rights, but all the Lloyd rights. All the Lloyd rights. Frank Lloyd Wright. Well, there's remind Frank, us Frank, who's who. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. So there's Frank Lloyd Wright. There's his son, Frank Lloyd Wright Jr., Lloyd Wright, the one who designed the building we're talking about. He designed it with his son, Frank Lloyd Wright's grandson, Eric Lloyd Wright. And then separately, there's John Lloyd Wright, also an architect, also a son of Frank Lloyd Wright, who did a lot of work in Indiana before moving to California and working with Lloyd Wright, oh, his older brother. So, it, And there are also it was a daughter who had the name Lloyd Wright, but she did not go into architecture. Um, Smart so girl. So we're talking – yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although it isn't bad to write on that name. Well, I mean, true, think, true. <laughs> you know, uh, Lloyd, Lloyd Wright, certainly early on, he was associated with his father's work. When you look at it, you can see – um, him moving it forward. And an architectural historian in Los Angeles once told me that if Frank Lloyd Wright had this idea of organic architecture, then Lloyd Wright, his son, just took it even farther, in part because he's in California where you can do those things. I see. Well, well, back to the main township town hall. But before it was the town hall, what was it before? It was a church. This is so fascinating. It was built as a church. So again, these, these suburbs, Des Plaines, Park Ridge, Niles, they're all sort of developing in the, the mid-50s, and a group of, of, of worshipers who had worshipped together in the city are worshipping in their um, pastor's house, a ranch house, just a few blocks from this site, mm-hmm. um, an outgrowth of the Swedenborgian church called Good Shepherd Community Church. And the pastor, again, is hosting the group in his home, but then they get from the developer of the not only that neighborhood, but the larger area around, they get a, a piece of land where they can build a church. Wow. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Reset's architecture sleuth, Dennis Rodkin, for our regular series, What's That Building? He's actually catching us up on the main township town hall in the northern suburbs and the building's past life as a Christian church. How did you first learn about the main township building, Dennis? You know, in sort of a backward way, Sasha, there was a house in um, Grays Lake that was designed, also designed by Lloyd Wright. Lloyd Wright worked almost exclusively in California, a few places, Minnesota, a couple of other things. But uh, in the early 50s, he came back and designed a house in Grays Lake. And I wrote a story about it when when it went on the market about five years ago. It was sort of a discovery to me. And looking at it, I found that then he came back to he, he was born in Oak Park, but he did it spent almost his entire adult career in Los Angeles. Um, he came back first to do this house in Grays Lake. Uh, and then he came back again to do this church. And that's really all he did back here in his home state, in the state that no, knew his father so very well. So catch us up on this conversation you had with Bud Phillips. Uh, he's a 76-year-old who was a member of that old Good Shepherd Church you just mentioned uh, since he was a kid, right? And and looks like he shared some additional details with you. 
didn't he? Yeah, we had a we had a long, very fascinating conversation. He was a member of that church from age 10. His father traveled a lot and his mother didn't drive. They lived on the, the block that the church is on. So when his father was out of town, he and his mother would only go to this church because they could walk there. Um, so he was in, he uh, started attending at age 10. He's 76 now. Wow. He was there when the church was built. And one of the things that he pointed out is that the roof is now shingled. You, you have those great skylights, and if, if anybody were to Google Maps it and take the aerial view, you see this lineup of arrowheads uh, across the roof that are those skylights. They sit on a shingled roof now, but what Bud told me is that that used to be a, a sort of a bright green or blue stone. The roof looked so Going back to that concept of organic architecture, mm -hmm. you've got all this copper trim that would vary degree into a real natural color, a, a green and mix of greens and browns. And then above it, you would have had this blue-green roof. But he said, like a lot of roofs built by Frank Lloyd Wright, this roof built by Lloyd Wright was impractical and leaked. And pretty quickly, the church had to replace it with shingles. Uh, how does... Bud remember the church's last few years? What, what led to its demise? Well, it's kind of interesting. So they, they opened the church in 1961 with this pastor who had started hosting the church in his own home. And then that pastor goes off to run a Christmas tree farm in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And another one comes in who, according to Bud, is not quite so modern, is a little stricter about worship. And so the congregation starts to dwindle. And they get to the point where there are only a few hundred members, and this is uh, there are fewer than a hundred members, and this is a building that costs some money to support. It mm -hmm. wasn't super expensive, but you own a, a church on several acres. Um, they never got to build everything that Wright designed because they're shrinking. They, it was going to be it's it's one two hundred fifty person sanctuary with some other rooms attached. It was going to have another sanctuary about twice that size and on top of a, an artificial hill, a wedding chapel and a tower yeah. and then a reflecting lagoon. So it was this very ambitious project. They never got past the first building. And after about 20 years, as the congregation is dwindling, they can't afford it anymore. So Bud was put in charge of selling it and he sold it to main township which has been a very good steward of the building yeah and it's uh, gotten several additions and, and renovations since then uh say what dennis we we've dug into the history of various town halls in, in the chicago area before i wonder what you would find the most unique about this one well i think what's great about this one is that it has been preserved it, so it's it's a town hall now not historically but main township comes in and saves it. And they've kept it very well. They added to it, as you mentioned. There's a, a second piece that was designed by Dennis Stevens that is sympathetic to the original. So you can you can still feel a church. When you walk into that meeting room where the township board meets, you can still feel that it would have been a church. But I just think it's great news that they have yeah. stewarded this building for a couple of decades now. That is Crane Chicago Business residential real estate reporter, Dennis Rodkin. Now, if you have a building that you would like Dennis to investigate, leave us a voicemail. Our number is 888-915-9945. Again, give us some details at 888-915-9945. Dennis, thanks so much. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.